0: Hi, and welcome to the TRU Alumni Podcast. I'm your host, Dustin McIntyre, TRU Alumni Manager and Alumni. Our guest today is Colin Carson, 2014 Sobe grad, majoring in marketing and new venture creation. Colin came to TRU in 2010, in which, as a rookie, he led TRU Wolfpack men's volleyball team to nationals. After school, he played volleyball professionally in Denmark, followed by a year of working in China, and finally, back to his hometown of Prince George, taking on the role of manager of sport and event development with Tourism Prince George. Colin helped bring major events to the northern BC capital, including World Paranordic Skiing Championships, BC Soccer Provincials, and World Women's Curling Championship. Today, Colin is the CEO of Tourism Prince George, taking on the new role in July 2021. Welcome to the podcast, Colin Carson. Thanks so much for having me on, Dustin. Oh, my
1: pleasure. Uh, thanks for being here today. What's going on in the northern capital? Yeah, lots of exciting stuff. Uh, I mean, obviously, been a challenging couple of years for, for the tourism industry as a whole, and uh, I mean, specifically in the province of BC, um, but uh, we're really looking forward to the upcoming tourism season and uh, kind of the, the on, oncoming growth of, of tourism in, in, in northern BC.
0: So you took on this role in the throes of COVID, um, and your predecessor actually was a TRU alumni as well. So a bit of a lineage there. So what was that like taking on such a challenging role um, in the middle of a world pandemic?
1: Well, well, funnily enough, when I was first uh, accepted the position, it was kind of the end of June um, of 2021. And uh, we had just recently reopened the visitor center. And if you remember back at that point, restrictions were being lifted. The right, mask right. mandate was off. Um, so it was actually a really exciting time to step into the role, um, kind of coming back into this world where, where tourism was back to normal, so to speak. And then uh, very quickly that all, all changed and uh, it turned into a lot of pivoting. Um, You know, focusing more on the local businesses and making sure that those folks are making it through the pandemic so that we can promote them to to visitors once we're able to again.
0: And how did a tourism organization support local businesses?
1: Yeah, I mean, good question. It's it's obviously not something we've ever done before. It's not something that's really part of our mandate. And and I think that that's something that a lot of tourism organizations struggled with um, early on in the pandemic. Uh, Fortunately, in Prince George, we we were able to partner with a a wide group of organizations like the Chamber of Commerce, um, some local post secondary institutions here, City of Prince George, um, and a few others to to create this support PG kind of initiative. Um, So in total there was 11 different organizations coming together uh highlighting businesses that were still open um also ones that could do curbside pickup or delivery things like that also just encouraging some tips um for other people that are that are running businesses and in ways they can um stay active and hopefully stay uh in business throughout COVID
0: that's awesome um I was reading uh some reports that you have and you guys want to be the northern base camp to adventure what does that mean what is the northern base camp to adventure
1: yeah, so I mean Prince George is uh, geographically located actually right in the center of BC, but it's often viewed as this uh, this very far north uh, community, which uh, isn't entirely true. But what we see with a lot of our visitors in in Prince George is that they're they're coming through Prince George to go to Alaska or to go to the Yukon and to go see these vast wilderness. Uh, the vast wilderness of Northern BC. So by positioning ourselves as that base camp for Northern BC, we're encouraging those visitors to to stop here, hopefully for a couple of days, um, you know, refuel, restock before they continue on their adventure.
0: You guys are a big gateway into Alaska. Is that right as well? A lot of RVs yeah, so coming through?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. A uh, lot of, uh, I mean, pre-COVID for sure. And then we started to see it when the borders opened in, in August of, of 2021 as well. But a lot of Americans taking their RVs uh, up to Alaska, coming through through Prince George and through British Columbia. Uh, the start of the Alaska Highway actually is in Dawson Creek, so still in, in British Columbia. So, um, you know, the Americans always want to, to travel that road, and, and often they'll be coming through here to do that. So, uh, like I mentioned before, we're really, those, those folks aren't coming here for a week straight, and we realize that. We, we want them to stay here for a couple of days contribute to our economy before moving on to another community so uh, a lot of our role is just uh, you know capturing those people that are already stopping here and trying to convince them to stay for an extra day or two well I'm I'm an American RVer I've never been to Prince George before you know I'm
0: rolling in my Winnebago Uh, how do you convince me to stay you know one two maybe three nights
1: yeah good question so uh, I mean really when when you think about a community like Prince George and it's actually very comparable to kamloops and a lot of the services that we offer so the initial thing that people are going to do when they stop here is, is they're going to shop because uh you know they're hitting costco before they continue on um, they're maybe hitting some grocery stores and and the mall things like that so that's that's kind of the the obvious one and i think after that is it's it's really the outdoor activities that that we offer in prince george that um encourage visitation and and you know get people excited about spending some time here so Really some some great hiking opportunities close by our community, some really nice parks in in Prince George itself to visit. Uh, A lot of history and and culture, Um, working with the Tene First Nation here in Prince George that people are always really interested in learning more about. So um, a lot of those types of uh, attractions to to entice people to stay a few days.
0: Yeah, that's that's always so tough when someone's on a, a journey and, you know, how do you make them part of your destination? Um, you mentioned, you know, the, the First Nations of your your region. Um, I know that's a, a big uh, part of tourism. Kamloops is that partnership. I imagine it's the same up there in Prince George as well. Can you speak to that a little bit? How you're working uh, with them?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, so it's it's interesting for sure, and I think what we're seeing. Um, you know, from international travelers for sure, is they're really interested in learning about indigenous cultures in Canada. But we're also seeing that with um, domestic travelers that are curious about um, going to different areas of of the country or or the province and learning about um, what those first local First Nations um, are are all about and have to offer. So. Um, in Prince George, uh, the Clayleytona First Nation kind of encompasses the the territory around the city of Prince George. Um, and working with them is uh, it has been great. Um, you know they're they've identified tourism as an area where they can grow as an organization and and kind of um, build a little bit of uh, economic reconciliation with them in that capacity. So um, some of the cool projects that that they're um, involved with with right now is they actually um, the the nation owns a conference center. Um, so they can host um, indigenous events, but also just any sort of meeting and convention um, for for anyone. So that's a really cool kind of perk that they offer here um, in Prince George, and that we're really excited to promote with them. Uh, the other really interesting thing that uh, that the Klaitley is is heavily involved with is the ancient forest. Um, so it's about 100 kilometers east of Prince George, but it's the only inland temperate rainforest in in the world that they found, and uh, it's it's in Klaitley territory. Um, it's got a universally accessible boardwalk now um, some really great um, activities it's also been identified by destination BC as one of the iconic attractions attractions in northern BC so working really closely with with the today to promote that um, and, and make sure that they're well represented as we do that
0: amazing um, I know a big part of your mandate is to bring Events that typically wouldn't think of Prince George as an event center uh, into your region. You know, I read off a couple events there that you've successfully uh, brought in. Um, How does that impact the region and and why is that so important uh, to tourism Prince George?
1: yeah so I I mean it really starts with our partnership with the city of Prince George for that one um they own the majority of the facilities in Prince George and and probably not dissimilar to Kamloops when you're looking at the tournament capital center um and and since the Sandman center I believe is uh as well yeah um so so when we're working with the city of Prince George you know it's it's making sure that we're we're filling their their uh their venues and and giving them an opportunity to showcase their venues and also um you know city council here up here has been really supportive of about financially supporting those events as well so allowing us that freedom to go after some of these big events um so yeah i mean you're talking about the world women's curling championship uh you know events of that nature that normally people wouldn't necessarily think of of prince george to be hosting those but um you know i think we're doing a really good job of of sport hosting Um, And and just to circle back in terms of uh, the economic impact of those events so uh, tourism Prince George is a member of sport tourism Canada. Um, So a a national organization they've got some really good tools um, for for the sport side of things and and one of those tools is uh, it's called the sport tourism economic assessment model. And what it does it just gives an estimation of of the total economic impact of of those events um, when they are coming to to communities. so when you're talking about these big events, they can be millions of dollars injected into the local economy, and you know, really, just great for the community pride side of things as well.
0: Oh, that's excellent. That's a very well uh, answered question. Um, let's talk about uh, you know your your up and coming a little bit. Um, obviously, uh, volleyball was a major part of. Uh, of your time here at Thompson Rivers, and and then immediately after as well, how did that prepare you uh, for your role now as the CEO? I, you know, I'm sure coming through university and said, you know, I'm going to be CEO of a a major destination marketing uh, organization. So, you know, what, uh, what prepared you for that?
1: Yeah. uh, I mean, I think sport just does such a great job um, and doesn't matter if it's competitive or, um, you know, or recreational sport. I think it just does such a good job of of preparing people to work in in teams. And I think um, you know, as myself as a, as an athlete growing up, I I often found myself taking on leadership roles within teams. And I think that naturally uh, led itself to a leadership role once I was was done with my sport endeavors. So, um, you know, the the direct skills of of playing on a volleyball team uh, probably don't directly correlate to to running an organization but i think that um just the the willingness to lead and and also kind of that desire to want to be a leader um definitely does translate and and I, I always I always talk about that that sport it played such a huge role in my life, and uh, you know, giving confidence. Uh, to me in, in different ways that I probably wouldn't be able to and and really just putting myself outside of my normal comfort zone because that's what you have to do in sport to be successful so um, definitely a lot of correlations but between that and then uh, moving into my current role.
0: And what about your other recent current role you've taken on? Uh, You've recently become a father. Congratulations, uh, baby Theo. Uh, What's that been like, you know, taking on that huge role as well as CEO at the same time? A lot of responsibility, Colin.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, if you're talking about uh, the pressure of, of sport and the pressure of running an organization, absolutely nothing compared to the pressure of being a parent. So um, no, no, but I, I think for that, uh, you know, my, my partner Kaylee is, is the backbone of, of that uh, relationship. And, and I mean, she is uh, like the, the strongest person I know. So it, it's, it's been really easy in a sense for me to be a father because she's been such a great mother that you, uh, uh i uh yeah haven't had to to deal with too much because she's just been an absolute rock star but uh
0: great great yeah. shout out
1: now kaylee colonna a
0: wolf basketball player legend in herself she's a five-year player here as well
1: um and you guys met at tru is that correct absolutely yeah i uh met uh, met in my my third year at, at tru and we've uh, we've been together ever since but uh yeah, definitely. Uh, if nothing else for, for all you listeners out there, uh, go to TRU just to meet your, your partner for, for the rest of your life, I guess, right? There's the, there's the sales pitch right there.
0: I also met my partner at TRU, so uh, I can uh, attest to that. Um, so we're transitioning out of this as well as, uh, you know, the signs are there that we're coming out of COVID. Uh, what is PG Tourism looking forward to in 2022?
1: Yeah, lots of uh, lots of interesting trends in the tourism industry as a whole, I think that people are starting to care more about the environment than they ever have. Um, So this sustainable tourism um, is definitely an important piece. Uh, of all of our marketing efforts going forward. I think even when it's something as as simple as if you're looking at Google flights, it, it tells you the emissions on your flights that you're booking. So that that's becoming more important to these people that are traveling and, and I think just more important in the every, everyday life. So that sustainability lens, I think, is is very important and, and the green tourism going forward. And I think the other piece with that 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 does get overlooked but uh you know we're really putting a focus on in 2022 is is the accessibility of destinations and and making sure that every visitor is welcome in in our community um you know whether that's a mobility um uh you know if they have mobile issues mobility issues that um that they you know need to make sure that that's taken care of or uh you know language barriers and and things like that but uh you know that accessibility is is really important to us moving forward as well
0: I think you hit something pretty important there with sustainable tourism uh, maybe for the layman's um can you explain
1: a little bit what sustainable tourism is i don't think uh a lot of people know about it well so i mean it can really mean anything um you know so it's as simple as the you know pack in pack out when you're talking about camping um everything you're bringing in you should be bringing out so um it, it's as simple as that and it goes as as far as we're talking about emissions and we're talking about um electric vehicle charging stations uh to connect communities for for travelers and we're talking about uh you know cyclists who are are doing long-haul cycling trips rather than driving because it's more environmentally friendly so um i think that sustainable lens kind of can go over top of everything even when we're talking about these these sport events or or conventions that are, are big tourism draws that you know how the food is disposed of and, and local transportation and communities everything like that uh, we can definitely sort of look at that that green lens with that
0: yeah i think it's really important uh, in this day and age um the un has 17 uh different sustainable uh development goals uh in light of tourism so you know you can kind of find a little bit of everything in there and i think uh you know, you hit the nail on the head when it can be a little bit of anything, but, you know, we, we have to take those incremental steps forward and being more sustainable um, and more green. And is there uh, been a big push for electrification around Prince George and, you know, where, where do you see tourism Prince George kind of promoting those green initiatives for outsiders coming in?
1: Well, well. First of all, I'm glad you didn't ask me to name all 17 of the the programs.
0: Uh, <laughs> I looked. I googled uh, them. I didn't know yeah. them yet.
1: Um, yeah. No. The EV charging station is huge. I mean, you look at the mandates that are being set by the by the different levels of government in terms of vehicle sales moving forward, and the reality is more and more people are going to be relying on that um, on on EVs, and that, that's what their everyday vehicle is going to be, and that's what they're going to use for their holidays as well. So. Um, really important as we move forward. There's an initiative um, kind of led by the Community Energy Association and Northern BC Tourism plays a big role in that as well called Charge North. So again, it's it's more than just Prince George, but it's connecting all of Northern BC um, with these EV chargers. And um, I think that, uh, you know, what the role we can play obviously is we're a marketing organization and that's what we do best, but we want to make sure that we're showcasing our province and our region as a as a place where you can travel sustainably if if that's what you want to do.
0: I think uh, with you at the helm, Colin, they're doing a pretty good job so far. You know, you speak to it really eloquently, and it's uh, incredibly interesting. Where can we find tourism Prince George? I know you guys have an awesome location. Why don't we talk about your location a little bit and what we can find, uh, you know, in your head office?
1: Yeah, so uh, the, the nice thing about Tourism Prince George is some, um, and, and just a little bit of more inside information, I guess, is so we're the destination marketing organization, as mentioned. We also have a service agreement with the City of Prince George to run the Visitor Information Centre. So that's where our head office is located and it's a, it's a really unique opportunity for us to to get that first-hand knowledge from the visitors about what they want to see when they're coming into the community. So. Um, yeah, really cool, uh, cool opportunity in that sense. And we're located uh, just on the outskirts of downtown Prince George, but you know, close to some great accommodations and restaurants and attractions. So uh, yeah, next time you're in Prince George, come by uh, First Avenue in the Visitor Center.
0: Absolutely. And if I want to plan
1: my trip to Prince George,
0: where would I start?
1: Yeah, tourismpg.com. Uh, best place to go. Uh, that's our website. Uh, lots of trip planning ideas. Uh, you can book hotels directly through our website also our social media channels are really good for sharing some some blogs and different uh itinerary ideas as well so uh definitely check us out uh on social media but our website as well
0: perfect thank you so much colin pleasure having you today thanks dustin thanks for listening to the tru alumni podcast this episode was hosted by me dustin mcintyre technical productions by dustin mcintyre and andrew skopenko recorded at Thompson Rivers University in Sunny Kamloops British Columbia on the traditional territory of the Kamloops Secwepemc peoples.